0: I think the mental part's like the most important one because you can have it all. But if you're like scared up there, you're not confident, you're like having doubts, like you're not going to, you're not going to do what you can do.
1: We're back with another episode of champion school. I am Ray McIntyre. That is BZB. We are bringing you a really good episode today. Uh, will Klein. We just finished the interview. The dude dominates. He throws 102 miles an hour. Uh, I don't. So this is a guy we're interviewing. Uh, and guys, a legend, man. He's, he was, uh, Eastern Illinois college, uh, converted catcher and all around awesome guy. So, uh, stay, stay tuned for that. We're fired up. Anyways, before we get to that,
2: BZB, how are you? Doing great, Ray. We're doing great. Uh, I was going to say, you throw really hard batting practice, but I can't even imagine what 102 is looking like coming downhill off that mound. So uh, we're doing good, man. We're excited. It's been a good week, good fall wrap-up, and then kind of getting into this winter time. Keep it rolling, man. It's been good. 102
1: looks like my coach pitch on Fridays, generally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing from 35 feet, and I throw as hard as I can. So, yeah. <laughs> uh what's new with MLU what uh I briefly mentioned it on my solo episode of the podcast that I did myself the other <laughs> week um and I'm glad we got you back but what's new with MLU what'd you what did you end up doing last week
2: yeah very impressed with the solo dolo out of you Ray it was, it was awesome it was great it looked a little lonely though so hey it was <laughs> me and Snoop buckets uh yeah you and Snoop no everything's been good man we just went out to Southern California for from Thursday to Sunday. We got a couple of great opportunities. I've um, got to speak at a ABCA coaches, Barnstormer that they had at San Diego State, um, work with a couple of teams, Chapman, La Sierra, and then Stars and Spikes, a club team there in town. And so really just a great weekend, man, getting to see from the youth to the high school to the college guys and just getting to equip a man and have them, let them have some fun. I mean, I think that's the number one thing. And then we're going to get into that in this episode is talking about having fun as a young athlete and just making the game enjoyable, man. Cause it becomes a grind sometimes for a lot of us. So that was really cool. It was fun to build some good relationships, get out there down South It's beautiful. Got to see some family. They got a new house up there in Riverside, beautiful house, really nice. cool. And, uh, Lexi got to come along with me. So that was pretty cool. Just to be able to take her along, be a part of the ride and get to experience some time there together. And. Obviously, I'd hit the beach in La Jolla, so everything's been good, man. Now we're back in uh, – we're, we're planted here in AZ for the next month or so, I believe. We'll see. So uh, it'll be good to catch up here with family and kind of just plant the roots for a little bit.
1: That's right. Not, is it Ryan Brownlee uh, with ABCA? He's
2: Ryan Brownley, yes, sir.
1: Shout out to him because he's been getting Legend. us set up and 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 wants to get us out there at the ABCA convention and and for the, the major major stage. Um, are, is he – Give us the timeline, by the way. I, I think I said youth stage this year. That might be next year. Is that right?
2: Two years, I believe. So
1: I okay. think they have. And I don't know if I'm
2: allowed to spill the beans on who oh. they're having. But <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> no, you're good. But yeah. there's a well, I think this year, I believe, is Hannah Huseman with the Phillies. She's awesome. And then next year, I believe, is Lauren Johnson. Oh. Um, who was with the Yankees and does a lot of her own stuff now. I think she's kind of moved into that route. And then the following, so I think 2024, if I'm right, would be when the youth stage would go. And then, hey, We'll crush it out. We have a cool thing happening in December that will be presented, I believe, at the ABCA or at least through uh, the grapevine of their email list and everything. So it'll be fun, man, just being able to get to connect with these coaches. Ryan does a great job. JR was awesome. Um, X was amazing, too, down there, one of their interns who just kind of came on board a few months ago. So great to get to see him, great to get to know him. And uh, we love what they do, man. They do so much for our coaches out there. No
1: doubt. If you're not a member of the ABCAs, get on Dude. it. Um, they, they provide a free uh, insurance or not free, I guess, because you're a member. But um, yeah, they provide insurance for coaches and, and you can run some things under them. It's a million dollar coverage on top of your membership and you get the discounts for everything they do. So obviously a great organization. You should you should be on it if you're not. Uh, Last thing that I wanted to hit on, uh, MLU Project Sandlot has an official drop date, January 2nd for the whitelist. Folks, if you have not gotten on the whitelist, that basically means, hey, you're going to get the first access to the sale uh, and then everybody else will jump in behind you on the 5th. So if you want to get on that, make sure you DM us or send us a direct message from uh, Facebook or Twitter, anything, any of the socials, either directly to me or in major league university or project Sandlot, we'll get you on that list and make sure it goes because those will go fast. Uh, 4,200 of them, but we're fired up for that, man. We're getting close. So So, excited. That's right. Uh, anyways, let's get in the good news of the week. Uh, Good news of the week. Uh, Giving Tuesday is coming up. um, But it's tomorrow via the time you're hearing this. Uh, But anyways, uh, I read this article really cool, said a survey of 2000 Americans shows that 90% of people that do a good deed, you know, giving, feel better about themselves to the point where they're almost two times as likely to have and live a more satisfied life. Mm. just by giving dude so like let's think about thanksgiving hello uh dive into it for a little bit on your end like how do you feel once you once you give something or give back to a community it's incredible
2: right and i didn't know 90 percent. that's a i mean that's a high number and i'll i'll stack the odds in our favor there but you feel amazing man even if it's just giving your time i think some people think that when you act uh, when you think about giving, it's, I have to give financially. You don't have to give financially. Go serve at the local homeless shelter, go serve on the weekend to clean up trash, go hang out with a foster care family, whatever it might be. There's so many ways that you can give your time if you don't have financial means to donate money. And uh, I think that's almost more important to me is that service that you give to others. So it's huge, man. It just refills your cup, right? It refills your cup with purpose, with gratitude, with joy. And then it takes you to a new level. Something we're going to do at MLU is we're going to, every year we're going to start a fund for cooperstown and being able to bless one kid through cooperstown so this year we're going to bless a kid cover their expenses their travel everything that uh, the family has sent over and we'll make sure that that happens every year it's going to be an annual fund that we do for cooperstown because it's such a great experience getting to experience it and uh, i think every kid needs to be there and experience that one time in their life go to the hall of fame be there with their teammates and just be in that experience so go give Find a way to give your time. Doesn't have to be money. Uh, your effort, right? Even given to your family this Thanksgiving, without erupting at them on the Thanksgiving dinner, right? Maybe that's just giving your patience, right? So there's a lot of great ways we can give.
1: And I and right? well, just giving time is like the most valuable asset, right? That like we always say you don't get it back. Uh, but when we say giving time, that means like giving your presence in time not mm. not hanging out in the same room on your cell phone like uh, many will do during thanksgiving this year you know so yeah. uh make sure you're present and and you know just spend time with people and, and show them that you care because all that really really matters um uh, and is important uh <laughs> number two speaking of giving uh 13 year old mississippi kid okay his name is abraham and i'm gonna botch this Olagbe bay olg biggie <laughs> and I can't. I can't print. Poor last name, Olga Beggy is what we're gonna say. So uh, anyways, true. at twelve, he was diagnosed with this rare blood disease. He needed uh, chemotherapy and bone marrow transplants to uh, get by. And he's now looking up; like things are looking better for him and his situation, which is great. Mm-hmm. But during that whole situation, he was uh, granted a make a wish. Uh, you know, Make a Wish Foundation; they do great things and they help kids fulfill their dreams. Well. This kid decided, hey, I don't want the Make-A-Wish for me. I'm going to use the Make-A-Wish to provide meals for the homeless people in my community uh, one time a month for an entire year and Make-A-Wish is stepping in and providing meals. And he is this kid who's just come out of chemotherapy, bone marrow transplants and all this, and he's going through this crazy situation, uh, is feeding homeless people in his community one day a month for an entire year thanks to make a wish foundation. So, I mean, talk about giving back. What a legend, man. Like, like, and he said, it takes me back to my roots, like as a 13 year old, you know, and that's just a family that's raised him. Right. So uh, what do you think about that story?
2: That's incredible, man. What, think about the selflessness too, to go through that experience on your own. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. And then saying, no, I don't need this. Like I'm going to give it to somebody else, to the other people in our community. That's dude, that is That's ultimate leadership right there. And it's coming from a young kid that we can all learn from. Dude, that story fires me up. That's really, really cool. That's right.
1: Give back, people. Give back. It'll make you feel better, I promise. So anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the good news of the week. Let's move on to this week's dinner. This week's end, we just talked about it. Staying off your cell phone is one, but I want you to dive into how do you stay present?
2: Great question. So, there's, as you talked about the cell phone, Ray, there's a really good statistic that I've been sharing this last week ever since I heard it (laughs) because it was eye opening. And this guy is working with his football team, a high school football team, and he asked them, hey, let's all go pull out our phones and check out our screen time. Let's see how much time each of us spend on our phone. And the average consensus was six hours a day. So he said, okay, six hours a day on your phone. Cool, you got, and this is, mind you, in the middle of a football season. So um, they have school, they have football practice, they have games, right? They're busy. And he said, let's let's do some multiplication here. So let's go in a year how much time that would be. 91 days of phone, right? That doesn't mean like six hours a day and then the other whatever, or normal. That's 24 hours a day for those 91 days. Let's fast forward a little bit more. Okay, let's go in 10 years. That's three out of 10 years that you've wasted on your cell phone. Okay, well let's go 50 years. That's 15 years that you've wasted out of 50. So I think about that and, and I've I'm checked immediately because I spend a lot of time on my phone. I'm sure most of us do. And just being present with those that you're around, either whether it's intentional, leave your phone in another room, put it outside when you're going to bed, um, turn it off, put it on airplane mode, um, finding solitude and peace wherever you are and being present. It's one thing to be around someone, but it's another thing to put your phone away when you're around that person. And we all know somebody in our life, usually family that pulls out their phone in the middle of our talk and we're like, dude. I'm talking to you and you start checking your phone. Are you really present with me and listening? No, you're not. I know you're not. So I'm intentionally putting that thing away or turning it off or just giving yourself segments of the day where you can just take a little breather on your phone is gonna be huge. And so it's something I'm challenging myself with. Um, Lexi as well, we've been challenging ourselves with it starting yesterday. And then uh, just something that we can all be more aware of, man, is when we're with somebody, let's be with them. Let's be present with them. Let's be connected with them instead of seeking other things on social media or our phone that
0: distract us.
1: Dude, I was in a meeting, a very important meeting the other day and uh, like career meeting. And this dude that was that is very high up in an organization was literally looking at his Apple watch while I'm answering questions. I was like, that's it. like That ain't right. You know, so anyways, yeah, turn it on to do not disturb the little moon shape thing you have there. Like I literally walk around with it on that now. Like it's been great. I pull my phone out plenty of times. Like I check it all the time. Like I'm not going to miss much, but I don't have it buzzing, you know. And that's been a huge, huge break for me. And I think the other thing is like, take in your surroundings. You know, like if you feel like you're getting lost. And the one thing I do a lot is I, I just daydream. You know, like I'm going off into my own world, thinking about what I need to do tomorrow or this evening or the lessons or whatever. Like take in what's around you and really focus on things in your presence. Uh, and you're going to feel like you're living a lot more fulfilled life. You know, it's, you're not always missing out on things. Right. And you're actually enjoying what you're about. So all that's super important.
2: Huge! I love that. Right. That's huge.
1: Well, uh, we are time for the interview with a legend. Let's go. Will Klein, who throws uh, roughly... 40 miles an hour harder than I do now, <laughs> you know? Uh, anyways, he's a pitcher in the Royals organization. He was the pitcher of the year for that org uh, and is a dude. He fills up the strike zone. He's had his ups and downs, but he's a super grounded individual. Uh, by the way, you'll hear this, um, this interview go uh,
2: before we get to that. What'd you think about it? Awesome interview and good energy. And just like you said, really grounded in his beliefs and I'm um, a, a, a competitor, right? I think competitive, competition is striving for excellence in everything you do and that's what he's looking to do and you'll hear something on here of where he's trying to take his 102 up a little bit which is crazy to me like dude 102 that's so hard and um, but he gets into a lot of really good stuff about the mental game for our youth athletes some recommendations and some guidelines for him and just really good good podcast in general Man, to see what he's done and what's led to his success and knowing that even some people who are really really good and talented still face the nerves the anxiety the worry the lack of confidence and the self-doubt that we all go through so um, I think humanizing is huge so we're excited for man he's awesome and we're excited for his year too without further ado will klein what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of champion school I'm Austin Byler. We got Ray Mack down at the bottom here on the screen and a very special guest, former fifth round draft pick by the Kansas City Royals, Will Klein. Uh, We're pumped to have you on, Will. One of our our buddies is a little sad, JP. Shout out, JP. He's a little upset. He can't make it here. He's working, Uh, but we're pumped to have you on, man. How's your day going?
0: It's going great. Uh, Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: We're stoked, man. We're stoked. Well, I guess kind of just to get us going, man, fill us in on your background. Um, I know went to Eastern Illinois, I believe, and um, kind of Came through a crazy COVID year with the draft and everything. Kind of fills mm-hmm. in on your background, where you're from, and how you've gotten to this position where you are with the Royals right now.
0: Yeah, so uh, I was born in Tennessee. I grew up in Bloomington, Indiana, uh, where Indiana University is. I grew up uh, watching those guys play ball, watching watching the Cubs a little bit. Kind of that's where I got my uh, like love for the game. My dad and grandpa uh, loved the Cubs and and baseball in general, and so grew up just around the sport a lot uh played at Bloomington North. Uh, I was a catcher, like, most of my career. Like, I was a varsity catcher, so, uh, sophomore, junior year, until I, like, broke my thumb senior year, mostly. Uh, pitched, I pitched it, like, on the side a little bit. And, but uh, Eastern Illinois saw me at, like, a showcase uh, or a tournament thing. Uh, and they like, hey, you're going to be a pitcher. I was, I was kind of crappy at catching, but I had a decent arm. And so they're like, uh, we want, want you as a pitcher. Uh, it was really the only interest I had. Uh, and d1 school four-year uh good education opportunity uh and i kind of had to like couldn't say no to that i went there for three years absolutely loved it i love the guys i played with loved every uh one of my coaches definitely helped me grow physically mentally uh with every aspect of the game uh, and then you kind you guys know the COVID year happened kind of everything uh went to crap like no one knew what was gonna happen with the draft like the five rounds like well, I knew I was on the verge. Didn't know if I was going to get taken, get, uh, not get taken. That day was like kind of crazy, like a whole lot of anxiety about like what's going to happen if I don't. Like, what if I don't get taken? Uh, then luckily, I got that call in the fifth round. Uh, I, was still, I was like shaking that whole time, like I was just waiting on something. Uh, got that call, and it's uh, it's been a dream come true ever since. Dude, that's amazing. And I mean, what a crazy year. I mean, you go from
2: well, I had fifty rounds a few years ago to forty to ten to like just a crazy deal with the draft and how everything's changed. Um, i kind of have my own experiences with that. You mentioned the anxiety piece, right? Where you're going in, you're like, you'd be taken, who's going to take you all this other stuff. Walk us through that draft experience, man, for somebody out there who's like, I always hear about it. I think it's going to be the best day of somebody's life. But in reality, it's like those emotions kind of creep in. And there's so much uncertainty. Walk us through that draft day for you.
0: The five round draft just made everything just intensified it by like 10 times, like 40 <laughs> rounds. I was like, man, I know, I know I'll be somewhere like in the top 10, like top seven rounds. Like that's kind of everything i heard. Like I was confident about that. Like I wasn't too worried about getting taken. It was just more so like where you're going to go. So that'd be like a little more exciting. Like, Oh man, where am I going to go five rounds? You don't know whether you're going to have like, whether you have to plan on going back to school for another year, whether you're going to be out somewhere next week, like playing uh, pro ball, like meeting people and stuff. And so I was just sitting there. Like, I didn't know, like I had heard like anywhere from rounds, like three, four or five, I heard around six. So I was like, man, like might not get taken here. Like heard some stuff, stuff didn't go through. And then I was just sitting there with my family, like watching the TV. I was just like, Oh man, like I played that guy. Like I, I think I should be going soon. Uh, like just guys of like equal talent and stuff, but like come from Eastern Illinois, like not getting a full year. Like when I was at my best kind of like inhibited my ability, uh, or like, uh, my like time to show what I could do. Like when I was mm-hmm. at the top of my game in college. And so it was just like, I don't know if I did enough like, to, to get taken those five rounds. Uh, and luckily the Royals, uh, they saw it, took a chance, and uh, that they, they kind of, like, washed away all the anxiety of that day. But it was just – I mean, it, it was nerve-wracking just sitting there watching, like, not knowing what to do, what to expect.
2: Yeah. Kind of it's, like pro- – go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. Well,
1: it's just sketch, too, because on top of that, like, the free agent signings were limited to, like, $10,000 or something, you know. So, like, really you had to be, like, a super late senior or – get popped in the first five or you're going back to school, you know, like wild situation for all you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There we had, we had some guys that would have been taken early, would have been taken like six, seven rounds. And they end up signing like this free agent deal. Like, man, you guys, you guys should have been taken, but you get just COVID screwed a lot of people.
2: It's just a crazy deal, man. And it's like all the, the backlog of it. And then you kind of work down through the college system. Then you go down to the high school kids who are like, I probably should be good enough to go to a school but they have 25 dudes that have a 17th year <laughs> back on from COVID. Yeah. Like let's just tack on another year for these kids every single year. So there's just a lot going on with it, but let's kind of shift the focus. Well, first I want to know this so JP wrote in the notes. He put down that your fastball has touched one Oh two pretty good arm. <laughs> yeah. I had a decent arm coming out. I what one Oh two. Okay. I got to, I got to ask you for the viewers. What does it feel like <laughs> to touch hundred miles per hour? Because, I've only seen it. I've never thrown it. Th- I got a, I got a noodle, man. What What do you got on that
0: <laughs> one? Uh, it's It's pretty nice. Uh, it makes pitching a little easier when you can do that. But, um, <laughs> I, <know>. I mean, <laughs> after, after, like, the first few times, you're like, man, can I do that again? Like, can you do it? you're like, oh, man, like, I guess I can actually throw that now. Uh, I got kind of, like, to be, like, the norm a little bit, just, like, hitting it every game, throwing a little harder than that. Like, it kind of got to the point where it's like, how much harder can I throw? And so Ooh. we're still trying to see how – how much farther we can go but it's definitely pretty cool telling people or when they ask like hey how are you there like you know I hit 102 <laughs> this year it's like oh my god like not to be like cocky or anything but it's like it's kind of cool especially like coming out of high school like not being a pitcher like kind of get to this point in my development's pretty awesome what when is the first time you hit 100 uh i hit it so like this is like unofficially official like on a stadium gun and like a in a summer league all-star game like out in the north woods like gun might've been up one or two, like scouts said it was like 99. So I was like, oh, I think I, it was a hundred, but it's 99. And then, uh, I think last year before we went out to not like COVID year, when like the season was canceled, they had like a extended instructs for like all the new guys and some like second year guys. Uh, but before I went out to there, like building up, I think I hit, I hit a hundred, I hit like hundred point seven or something on like a track, man. I was like, all right, I have it in me now. Uh, <laughs> And then I got to the Royals. Got out to Arizona. Got pitching a lot more. And then it kind of just built up, where it's like little, a lot more consistent, like hitting at every other game, every game, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: no shot on our end. I mean, <laughs> not anything yeah. over ninety five is like scary, any in, in general. But you taking to that one hundred two, one hundred five range, if you're getting that high with Chapman and whatnot, like insanity. <laughs>
2: Dude, seeing these. That's yeah, fun. It's unreal That's seeing like the <laughs> yeah. It'd be
0: nice to be on your side of this thing, not on the other <laughs> side trying to hit this
2: thing, man. Like, I want to be the guy chucking one oh, 102.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm watching guys like throw 95 and their pens and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how anyone hits that. And I just think, well, how do they hit like even harder and stuff? And just it adds a little bit to like, yo, man, like you have a little more room for air. But uh, I definitely couldn't hit 90, I think.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, talk a little bit too, Will. Kind of because we know you throw chatter, dude. You got a good arm. Like you're doing things the right way. Um, I believe you were named the, the Royals' pitcher of the year, pitcher prospect of the year, which is really exciting. Congratulations! It's awesome. What an honor. I'm in a really good farm system, right? The Royals always produce their dudes the right way. Um, for you though, how much does the mental game come into the pitching piece? We know you got the cheese. We know you got good stuff, but getting there on the field man you're facing the best of the best still and these dudes are mm-hmm. good enough to hit that and turn that around still even though it is firm like what does that mental game piece do for you and when did everything kind of shift for you mentally
0: i think the mental parts like the most important one cuz you can have it all but if you're like scared up there you're not confident or you're like having doubts like you're not going to you're not going to do what you can do like that's how i like started the year i uh, went through some of that my first doubting like i i walked four guys like a run, luckily got out of it like a little bit unscathed. But I just like walked the first guys like, oh my god, like, am I supposed to be here? And that kind of like spiraled that game. Then a few more like outings, like it got a little better. But like just learning how to like trust yourself, like be you just gotta have that confidence in your abilities, and that doesn't come like right away. Like it comes from success, like continued success and stuff like that. It also comes from just like believing that you're better than everyone, believing that you're better than yourself. Like better than the doubts and stuff, and so once I, like, kind of figured that out mentally, that definitely uh, that piled on with my physical ability, and that definitely that, I think that, like, the mentality takes you above other people, like, mm. everyone else, everyone's professional baseball player for a reason, like, everyone's super talented and stuff, but the guys that are, the confident guys, the guys that can, like, take the punches and roll with them and keep going, like, those are the guys that are gonna uh, be the best, and so, if you try to like, if you just accept uh, things will happen like oh they're gonna get hits they're gonna get runs like these guys are professionals too like you can continue to be better uh and not like let that stuff hold you down
2: that's so good I-, I love the piece of just acknowledging the failure too and then Ray, I'll kick it off to you but just like having that consistency man there was a there was a pitching coach ironically he was uh with the Diamondbacks and he told us in spring training, he said, Look, fellas, it's not the most talented dudes who get to the big leagues, it's the most consistent. And it stuck with me forever because you know as well as I do. Like you see these these Latin players who just have unbelievable talent, or you <laughs> see some arms who are just dude electric, but trying to find the strike zone, pitching in, in and out of the zone, getting outs, all this other stuff. Like that stuff weighs on you a little bit. So finding that mentality, man, that's so big. Um, Ray Mac, I'll kick it off to you.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, who are some guys that in the organization or even just in baseball that have kind of you've leaned into that have taken you under their wing uh, and has helped you over the last year or so? Uh,
0: yeah, just some of the guys like I played with this year, like in the bullpen, like some of the older guys like Peyton Gray, uh, Garrett Davila. Uh, just guys that like have been there before and like have been through the ups and downs, like uh, kind of know like what it's like to like kind of have some self-doubt, like. Uh, and, like, not trust everything you've got and just, like, kind of get you back on the right track. Just guys are, like, good friends in general. Like, like you can tell, like, what's going on. And they're like, yeah, you get, like, everyone, everyone kind of goes through the same stuff. Like, you just got to find your way out of it uh, and something like that. And then just, just like, watching how they handle what comes at them, uh, like, helps. Like, even hitters, like, watching how they handle bad at bat, bad swing, like, bad day, like, come back the next day and ready. And that's, like, like, they can do that, so can I. Stuff. Uh, mm. That's kind of what I liked about the Quad City. Is like everyone kind of had that attitude. Like no one really got down on themselves a lot, and if they did, someone would like, get them back on their feet. So it was nice to have a group of guys like that.
1: Yeah, the Quad City team was nasty this year too, right? You guys ended up winning the what is it Central Central Championship, yeah. The probably? highest
0: Central, yeah. Yep.
1: How, how yeah, was were... that playoffs and and leading through playoffs? Uh,
0: the playoffs was awesome. Uh, like leading up to it those two weeks I felt like like the two weeks before we were kind of like coasting into it. Like we, we weren't doing our best. Uh, we like, our hitters weren't, our pitchers weren't like, no one was really like taking like a high pressure game. Uh, and then like a week out, our coach was like, Hey, you got to treat these games this next week. Like it's your playoff series. Like these guys, the, cause we had like two teams battling for that second place so They're every game for them is a high pressure. Like they have to be game ready, like go out and win or they're done. And um, so they were ready for like a playoff situation. Whereas we were playing games that didn't mean anything. And so we kind of had to take it up a notch, and I think we ended up winning, like, five out of our six that last week, just, like, taking the attitude up. And so once we got back into that gear, it kind of def- uh, definitely helped for our playoff series. But, like, losing that first game was a gut punch. Like, like oh, man, like, what what are we doing? We got to – we should be beating these guys in three games. Uh, we took game two, gave them game three, took game four. Uh, and then game five, like, after we walked it off on game four, kind of it felt like we were going to win game five no matter what. I think we ended up like shutting them out and taking it home. But it was, it was kind of like a little, little scary after that game won. But we had trust in our guys and we just, we pulled through in the end.
2: Oof, I love that. The trust in the dudes. And you say the environment too, <laughs> in the bullpen, right? The bullpen could be a distraction or it could be something that's really productive. (laughs) just seeing it a lot and then um, seeing kind of how you guys almost coast into the playoffs and then, Hey, we got to turn the, turn the the knob a little bit. Something that I'm really curious about that. I think our our viewers, listeners, and especially the coaches and and parents out there would love to hear is like, how do you stay consistent and mentally prepared as well as physically prepared through a long season? Um, You start in spring training, right? You're there early. You guys are pitchers are reporting earlier than most and then you're playing into September, October. Like, what are some things that maybe you did personally that kept you mentally clear or physically clear? Like, how do you kind of take care of your body, your preparation? Some of those things off the field and even pregame that can help you be the best that you can when you step out there on the mound.
0: Yeah, uh, it was definitely a learning curve a little bit on that, like how to maintain your body uh, and your mind. Like, spring training through those first few games, like, man, college season and summer ball. then we got the game, like, 60 80 100 120 and it's like everyone's kind of dragging but like everyone else is dragging too and you gotta understand that like if you can just be a little bit better than everyone else uh then you're gonna have that edge because 120 games isn't easy on anyone and so Mm -hmm. just keeping just keeping your uh mind a little quicker like staying in the game instead of like letting like the 120 games get to you like you're gonna be tired and stuff like that uh, but you just gotta stay in your routine like can't let yourself slack like can't let the 120 games take the toll that they they should be on you and stuff like that and just like keeping it up in the weight room like not not mm-hmm. slacking in there either so you maintain that strength like that's one thing some guys uh, had happened like either they lose a lot of weight throughout the season uh like not stay in the weight room like stuff like that and you saw their performances but uh, i think we had a lot of guys that kind of kept on track and let our guys uh play like they did the whole year through 120 games and i definitely like gave them an edge like our hitters were ridiculous but they did it every game in and out our pitchers same thing every game everyone had their best stuff not or almost everyone had their best stuff like you're gonna have down days but everyone kind of kept their head in it and especially that last week like no one really let a bad game in the regular season get to them uh there and so ever it just felt like a whole it felt like game one of this uh year in the first game of the playoffs and then just kind of dominated the rest of the rest of the series
2: Sounds like some electric energy amongst the team, you know? just Absolutely. Synergizing, man. That's like That makes it so much more fun, too, and enjoyable, I'm sure. Through those 120 games, I remember a lot of people say, hey, man, those August, September, like the quote-unquote dog days, right, of summer, and how do we get through this? We hit a wall. It's after the the all-star break. There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, But now that you're kind of wrapped into this off-season mode, right, you're back home, you get to go hang out um, with your lady and everything like that, what's the off-season – training program look like for a professional athlete <laughs> like what are you doing where's the secret sauce how do I start throwing 102 I'm getting, <laughs> <but>, like <laughs> I'll never <laughs> touch 80. but what's like the, the one thing that you're doing in the off season? how do you maintain that work and how do you kind of flip that switch now getting a little experience with it to say hey I had a great season I recognized it let's celebrate it but there's more work to do I'm coming back to spring training to earn a job yeah. next season
0: I mean I uh I come to P3 about, like, five days a week, uh, and then, I day six, I do a little something uh, a little closer to our house in St. Louis because it's, like, a 40-minute drive, but it's on the highway, so it's not terrible. Um, but I'm in here, like, five days a week, like, Monday through Friday, uh, and lifting, and then uh, getting some drill work in, like, with med ball, stuff like that. But, uh, like, I like I like lifting heavy. I like building strength, and that's what I'm doing right now because I, I know I, I got more in me. Uh, and so if I just keep, pushing that floor up I think I'm going to be able to keep throwing harder or at least maintain a little better and then not like drop velo in game or throughout the season stuff like that because that's important that's as important as it is to throw harder like if you can stay up there instead of dropping down like some guys do uh, then that'll keep you uh, in your prime a little longer throughout the season give you a better chance to put up some better numbers and stuff like that Uh, but also like preventing injuries like a lot of the stuff like getting stronger like you're going to have more protection around your the ligaments and muscles that you like need to keep healthy throughout the year. And so that's one thing that like staying healthy and lifting through the season does too, as well as keep your body healthy and keep everything moving. Right. Uh, I get my mobility work in every day, like try to keep myself moving. Cause if you get too strong and you're not like moving as well. Then it kind of all goes to waste. Uh, and you know, just like trying to get better every day, trying to beat yourself every day, uh, is, is the best way to get better. And that's what I like trying to trying to do, trying to, beat what I did last time, be what I did the set before and stuff like that. What are you
1: doing? What are you doing in your free time? I, I mean, I know there's a lot of dudes that are out there fishing or, <laughs> you know, chilling on the video games or whatever, but what what is it? What's something that you're doing in your free time?
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, playing video games, uh, reading. Uh, we got a kitten. So taking care of nice. a, lot, a lot of work uh, when he wants, when he wants to be on So that's fun. Uh, but there's a lot of cool stuff to do around St. Louis. Like we've gone, uh, the zoo aquarium uh, they got a lot of cool stuff around here so just kind of uh, adventuring through the city like getting taking some of the cool stuff in uh, is, is what I'm trying to get to like there I haven't been to a blues game yet trying to get to a blues game at some point uh, just stuff like that That's at 5
1: a.m. wake up call from the cat is not ideal
0: sometimes so it's a cat <laughs> owner myself oh um, dude he was yeah this morning I think he was in at 3 a.m. like biting our face I'm like come on <laughs> This is good off me, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's tough. We'll have it's a kid, the, uh, so you can't really be that mad.
2: <laughs> you can't like smack him or anything, you know? It's like, poor little kid. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay, maybe you can smack him <laughs> a little bit, right? You okay. got discipline, baby. Discipline Come <laughs> well, on. Uh, yeah. We'll occasionally need a get. water bottle. I know. And there you go. There we go. Ray's cattle occasionally just kind of wander through the screen. So we'll get some best by Snoop, his name's Snoopaloop. Yeah, and just having um, him kind of just kind of creeping in there, showing a little tail, and then he just sneaks out. You know, he just wants to make his presence known. Uh, yeah, so
0: he gotta good. be around you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, what's the what's the video game? I'm curious because me and Ray Mac are big video game dudes. We love video games. What's like uh, uh, what's your go-to?
0: <laughs> I like playing FIFA. Like my dad and uncle watch soccer a lot, and so I grew up kind of watching soccer uh as well like in high school and stuff and I've kind of like started watching a lot myself and so I really enjoy it uh, I hope to you know, like actually see one in person like somewhere in England at some point that'd be cool but uh I, I like playing FIFA it's the only game I'm like actually good at I think and so that's why I play it more than others <laughs> yeah. I can't play I can't nice. play shooter games uh zero aim absolutely nothing <laughs> but uh I think I'm a little bit decent at FIFA so I stick I stick to my my strengths
1: I've launched a controller or two in my day. A loss
0: in FIFA late, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There've been there've been times where it's like this would look really good through my window, but that's <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: That's
0: right. Some BS from PSG
1: late in the ten minute over yeah. or something.
0: <laughs> no doubt. It's oh, always
1: happening.
2: Yeah, um, I've got maybe one more Ray, and I'll kick it to you, and then we can dive into the game and kind of and kind of start <laughs> wrapping up. Well, I've got two more actually. One is this: is what drives you will to be better than you were the day before you mentioned the you versus you mentality. You're like, man, I, I know there's more in the tank and I know sustainability and all this other stuff, injury prevention, but really what drives me man? what's your purpose? What's like that? Why factor for you and your life that's really gotten you through the ups and downs of collegiate baseball, professional baseball. And then obviously the COVID um, kind of towel that got thrown in there too. What drives you every day?
0: Uh, I just want to be like the best pitcher there has been like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I know I'm not there yet, but, like, if you beat yourself every day, if you get a little bit better every day, like, he, like you beat that guy and you tell him that you sh- can't do another rep, you can't throw harder, you can't, like, be better at baseball, like, stuff like that. Like, if you keep beating that guy, then you're just going gonna to be the best that you can be at least. Like, some guys are going to have physical limitations, stuff like that, but you can't let your mind be one of those. And so I just, mm-hmm. like, trying to, trying to keep going, trying to keep pushing myself and not letting my mind at least hold me back. Just want to be the best.
2: That's so good. I love that. And then I think that, that kind of followed up with it, right? Being being the best version of yourself for the youth athletes out there. There's a lot of them. Um, it's kind of <laughs> crazy to me because college usually gets a little bit of a break. Professional athletes, they take their three or four month kind of quote unquote break. Youth sports are all around for the most part, unless you're in a a really cold weather state, but I'm in Arizona, so they're always playing baseball. Um, What's your best advice to a young athlete, maybe a high school athlete who's on the verge of maybe going to college and has this big dream to play professionally, but um, just is trying to kind of find themselves a little bit. What's your best advice to them through this time kind of going into the, the spring?
0: to those younger guys like I when I was young I would I would try to play at least one sport every season whether it was football baseball basketball soccer like something every season to like change it up a little bit like you can't just play baseball year-round as a as an eight-year-old like you're young you might burn yourself out some kids love it that much at that age but I know I, I wasn't like that crazy about playing it year-round so like changing it up a little bit like letting you play different sports like hanging out with friends like having fun playing the sports so it's not like a job at that age and then when you get to high school obviously you have to you have to kick it into a, a second year but again like a lot of the best athletes you know play multiple sports I wish I did I wish I would have played like basketball uh, in high school as well but I didn't I stuck to baseball but uh, a lot of the, a lot of the best athletes you know play play three sports I know a lot of colleges like look for guys that like have played multiple sports because it means those guys are athletic they're competitors stuff like that. Uh, and just, like, wanting to, like, have fun still. Like, it's not a job. Like, even at this age, like, a lot of the guys, like, think it's still a job. And it is in some aspects, but you still got to have fun. Like, if you're not having fun playing baseball, then you shouldn't be doing it. Like, it, it's still it's still got to be a game. Uh, you still got to have fun to – if you're not having fun, you don't want to be better. And so, it just being better makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but Probably that's it be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely but uh yeah that's a lot of that's something that a lot of guys forget like when you get to pro mm-hmm. ball like everyone's like so stuck up like trying to get to the bigs like well you you're still got to have fun you still got to like want to play the game like it can't be like you dread to go to the field every day like man I got I wish I didn't have to go like no you want to go you want to like have the attitude that you're having fun every time like be the guy that your uh teammates want to go play for uh like if you're having fun out there they're going to have fun out there too and so just something like that.
1: Showing up 150 days a year hating what you do is really tough. You know, like absolutely. You got to start making yourself happy first, and and go from there. So I'm with you. Yep. Well. Let's get into this game. <laughs> We're throw right. this at you. We right. haven't thrown anything at you on this, so uh, okay. it's called "On It or Off It." Um, I'm gonna throw go through a list of ten things. You're gonna say you're either on it, you're for it, or you're off it, you're against it, and then just like, like a one sentence says to it, like why.
0: All right. Cool. All right. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Number
0: one, Call of Duty. Uh, I mean, I, I'm on it. I I played. Uh... I've played it before with my friends. I'm not very good at it, If I played it before with my friends. It's something I can play with them. Like we can go all get killed together. Like it's, it's something just to like that guy kill all of us. We can be pissed at them together. Stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm on it. Love it. Uh, AirPods. Oh, you're rocking them. Yeah, I got, I got them in right <laughs> now. My girlfriend got these for me. Uh, my last birthday. And I'm, I was worried to buy them myself. because I thought I might lose them, but they're, they're still here. So I'm on it. Shout out to the girlfriend. How long have you guys been together, by the way? uh a little over a year and a half uh so it's it's, nice it's fun it's nice good deal uh meditation uh i would say i'm on it personally i have like i don't i think like meditation takes a lot of forms like you're not you don't have to like get down there and like getting crisscross applesauce like put your arms out to the side to do meditation like i think a lot of it's just like thinking like and calming yourself down like you can meditate on the mound and people won't even know just like breathing and stuff i think it's a big part of that i agree rap music on it best way to get pumped up for a game 100 (laughs) percent. who's your go-to artist uh i mean i like Jake cole a lot uh and then i like drake as well yeah very good uh thanksgiving on it uh mainly because my birthday's literally like right around it every year but uh, it's uh it's nice to get the family together and we go to florida a lot for it and so it's it's uh it's a fun time sweet uh 3-1 change for a guy that throws 100 off it, uh, <laughs> i was like i don't know why i put this down there <laughs> <laughs> no i wish i could get to the point where i trust my change enough uh to throw at 3-1 like that's one thing that big league guys uh that's why they're up there. Like, they can do whatever they want. 3-1, counts. But uh, I'm not there yet. Hopefully hopefully one day. Big on big. 3-1 It's just kind yeah. of at you, brother. I'm bringing it
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. See, I, I'm i in between. Uh, there are some that obviously have some value, but there's a lot of uh, kind of... I feel like there's not enough information around. Like, a lot of guys are just like, oh, man, I just bought this one. Like, there's such a small... Percentage of them that like turn out to be big money makers. Like you always see, like the tweets, like this one. Sold for like, thirty thousand yesterday, and now it's like worth a million. But like there are so many other that sold for thirty thousand or worth like twenty thousand. Like people that don't know what they're doing lose a lot of money there. But the guys that do, they know what to look for. They know the ones that are worth it. Uh, I think they're definitely something that that will be pretty big in the future. Do your own research. I like it. Uh, go into the beach. Oh, on it! Love the beach. Uh, grandparents live in Panama City, so I've been down there good amount during the winter. And it's it's nice to get out there when it's thirty degrees at home. Very good. Ping pong. On it! Love ping pong. Uh, used to be my bio. Uh, ping pong uh, wizard. I don't know if it still is, but uh, yeah, it's definitely fun. Well, I know a lot of baseball players love playing it, and it's just a little a little extra competition. Were you the best player on your team this last year?
2: Nope. <laughs> we well, did um, we did
0: a little competition there. Was, uh, did not make it very far, but it was fun. Tough go. Uh, last one. Morning coffee. Oh, I love coffee. Uh, but when you got a morning workout, it's more more pre workout at this point. But uh, I got a nice little carrot get home for my off days. So there you go. There, you know what? <laughs>
1: Will might have been the most yeses we've ever yeah, had on a podcast. Really, I agree. Yeah. That, was, that was good stuff. Three, one <laughs> changeups were the only one <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm all in for the three, one heater, man. Give me the heater. Come on. Challenge. You said it best, right? Big on big. Uh, well, we appreciate your time, man. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on. You got to get to a workout right now. Don't crush <laughs> it. Keep doing what you're doing, man. But we appreciate the time you took to be here. I know our listeners are going to get a ton of value out of this. And from us at major league university, we're pulling for you, man. We're, we're supporting you. We'll be following you through the season and, uh, Jared Perkins may have some cool articles about you during the season too, so we're <laughs> yeah, excited, man. Hope we're so. pumped about it. <laughs> my goal for you, my challenge, let's get one hundred three, one hundred four, man. Come on, you can take it up all a right.
0: notch. Go one hundred five. <laughs> I like right. it. I like
2: it. Sorry, Chapman, Ugh. out the door. Come on, <laughs> <But> we appreciate <laughs> yeah. it, man. Thanks for your time. Buddy.
1: All right, we're back. Will, thank you so much. First of all, uh, you know, and the way he talks about the game is is pretty grounded. You know, he just he understands that it's hard. Uh, he understands that even if he throws 102, he still has to go out there and believe in himself every day. And, and that can be difficult. I mean, especially the thing about, I I got guys or I've coached with guys that are throwing eighties, mid eighties or whatnot, and they're trying to beat some very talented hitters. Like he's going out there with 102 and still going like, there's this self doubt will creep in from time to time. But, uh, just the way he talks, I have a feeling he's going to be okay. You know (laughs) know what I'm saying?
2: Um, what'd you think about it? Something he mentioned, Ray, was really powerful somewhere in the middle of it. But he said, you got to have that belief in yourself and in your stuff and that you're better than you might even think you are. So having that confidence, even if it's like, quote unquote, false confidence or macho man confidence, like you got to have that confidence in yourself. And he even said it best. He said, man, the the best athletes at his level are the ones who are the most confident in themselves, but still have fun. So that was really important. And the other thing was like, Hey, what kind of do to my, when I show up, like when I show up, do other guys want to be around me? Are they excited to be around me for the day? Because that's a long season. You play a ton of games, you go through spring training, you work your tail off and there's ups and downs for everybody's year, personally and individually. And he's like, dude, if, if you show up and you're the guy that people want to be around, it's going to be a way more enjoyable season for you. And obviously they had a lot of success winning it all. And for him being the the Royals pitcher of the year in the minor leagues, like, that's amazing. And it comes from the environment that we surround ourselves with. So a little key nugget for anybody else out there. Hey, just be aware of your surroundings be aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. Are they filling up your cup or are they depleting your cup and how are they serving and adding to your life? And how are you serving and adding to their life? What do you got, Ray? What was something that stuck out to you?
1: Yeah. Like you said, be a teammate. You want to go out and mm-hmm. compete for was awesome. Uh, number two, he talked about the Northwoods who's in the Northwoods league, yeah. which is the longest summer league, I think, uh, per games total and i think it's like what 68 games or something ridiculous maybe 72 playoffs. and that's the, break, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, that's the all-star break bro yep that's the all-star break and how are you going to get out there and and run you know 152 game season and stay consistent well you got to enjoy what you do you know first and foremost you got to make yourself happy and, and enjoy the grind because if you don't it's probably not for you in in the first place you know even if you are legit like a lot of those dudes are so love what you do enjoy the grind and be the teammate that you want others to go out and compete for you know and Mm -hmm. or be the guy you want to play with so all that was important i thought it was awesome and will is a legend uh and excited to hear and watch uh what he does moving forward i know jp's definitely going to have an article or two on our guy um and then we're going to have to hit him hit him with a little bit of nft info you know send him one of our pops potentially because uh he's in is He's just hesitant. He knows that there <laughs> is risk involved. I understand. I'm Very aware. Very. Aware. Anyways, self-aware dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, again, I'm Ray McIntyre. That's BZB. We want to thank you all for spending your time with us. Over our plays have gone through 250 plays in the last week, which is insane. So thank you so much. Uh, drop a drop a comment. If you g- give us a rating on I- Apple or iPod. Uh, Apple or iPod. Apple or <laughs> iTunes. Uh, to see if we can get something on there, even if you think it was the worst podcast you've ever heard, slap a rating, and we'll put that thing up uh, in one of our next interviews. I promise we will talk
2: about it. So, if you give it's us a one us. star, you better be careful. Don't have an address available. <laughs> gets <swung laughs> on. Yeah, gets on. You're going to take my That's club right. out here. Uh, that <laughs> does it from us. We appreciate your support. We are out.